game. I love Baccarat. Which is the I, sucker's game, by the way. Uh, yeah, okay. It's the highest percentage game in Vegas. Higher than anything. Uh, that's that's not true. Uh, I'll bet you right now a thousand bucks right now. Okay. Um, hold on. Hold on. Are you talking about straight up house advantage? Or no, you- I'm talking the, the, the highest percentage winning game. Above blackjack, above craps, above roulette, everything. It's is blackjack, dude. I've, no, no, no. Yeah. Friendly bet here. We're not doing a thousand. Yeah, I want the cat's <laughs> head. <laughs> okay. Oh. I want the cat's head and a purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. And welcome to Cash Daddies, everybody. We are banking fatties. We're smoking fatties. We're choking fatties. Uh, join me, uh, joining me as always. Uh, what are you, uh, the godfather down there, Howard? Listen, I'm in the ATL. I've gone through a lot of shit today. It's been a long fucking day down here. I just got thrown out of a bar for going a little too, getting a little too excited during the next comeback. And this is what it is. Okay. And just to be clear, everybody, we uh, have action on the game with our guest, um, our bookie, basically uh, the guy that puts the needle in our arm, Tommy G. Welcome back, Tommy. How are you? I am good. I actually didn't uh, mic test or anything. Am I sound fine? Is everything good? Yeah, you're good. Tommy okay. G, you're rocking a Texas Tech hot tat tonight. Those are my okay. boys. Those are my boys. Look at you looking all fucking hot and sexy. That's what hey. it's all about. But listen, when I grew up, when I was in like kindergarten, my hey, father hey. introduced me to the little sheets where you had to pick four teams a week and put 10 bucks down and you win 50. Uh-huh. And the team I bet every week, my favorite team, and it still is today, Texas Tech. Are you serious? Lubbock, Texas. Are you kidding me? I've been following for 40 years. So I had a I had a I had a future on them when they went to the finals. It was one of my biggest bets. Uh, I had thousands on it. And it was a plus 150 that when they went to the finals a few years ago. Was that that when Mike Mike Leach was a head coach? That was it wasn't long. It was a few years ago. It was only like four years ago. So I've been rocking it on and off. It's in the rotation. Just whatever you do for the rest of the show, Howie, do not stand up. Uh, joining us and up is the man that makes all this possible little e the g sticking out uh what do you got a windstorm up there in hootsick falls or wherever the fuck that place is called it's going crazy man we were getting blasted earlier that moved south though new york city's getting the brunt of that now all the yeah. don't ever say it wrong again it's hootsick falls just don't be disrespectful it's called who the gives a fuck Earth. It's who gives a fuck falls. All right, you goddamn hillbillies. All right, let's get let's let's get to what's important now, and that's the fact that we have Tommy G back. Uh, the readers have been saying, "Hey guys, I noticed Tommy's got his own section on Cash Daddies, but I don't even know how to bet." So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get into that a little bit later. We're gonna hit the topical shit right out of the gates because everybody's coming over AMC and GME and. Uh, guys, I know your eyes are on the TV, but can you act like you fucking care a little bit? <laughs> Tommy, how much money do you have on this game right now? Chris, did you just talk as... for 15 minutes? I don't know. Was it was it 15 or 20 minutes? How long did you just talk for? 
38, <laughs> 38 seconds. Okay, and just to be clear, Howie and I have the Knicks in game two of this series. Tommy, is uh, we have even money with you, right? Yes, I tell you, even my, I'm the house. Okay, so just to give the readers an understanding of what that means, is that means it's a one-for-one one bet. We took, uh, took the action when the Knicks were down uh, seven points in the first quarter. And Howie, what's the score right now? Uh, right now it's 76, 75 Knicks, but it's going back and forth, man. It's, it's going to the wire. Okay, yeah, so here's it's going to the wire. There's no here's, doubt. Tommy, here's what I need from you. When mm. you start feeling like you want us to double down and you see an edge to take our money, you let me know because I don't give a fuck. As long as I got the Knicks, I will take the action. See, here's the, here's the thing, Neff. I'm smart enough to know I'm the house here. So you guys tell me when you want to add more, and I will just accept all that. He's dealing. He's dealing, yeah, Blackjack, and we're playing, baby. That's exactly. what it is. I'm the hey, house. Tom, hey, Tommy. Uh-huh. You just passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so um, just let us know when it's the third quarter uh, intermission. I'm actually, can... for, the, for the sake of the show, because I'm a junk, my TVs are back there. Mm -hmm. And I actually have them off and I'm just watching on my phone. So got it. I'm focused. I'm locked in for you guys. So I have a big it. screen right in front of me and, uh, but I'm doing both. I, I actually moved a table, a 50 pound table, like 60 feet to just so I could get this going. Well, you, so, look, you look, you look fantastic. Howie, Thank you so much. Howie, are you on a per diem down in Atlanta or do you have access to the, uh, the mini bar? Give us all the details. We've never seen you look this good ever on the show. <laughs> like whatever you want right now. I have like 17 cases of Smirnoff seltzer, some fucking berry thing. That's what the commercial is tomorrow. Um, no, this is a good, this is a good deal. I mean, I just literally got asked to leave the bar because I was uh, cheering a little too profusely uh, for the Knicks. Um, but I'm in Buckhead right now, Atlanta, and it's dead. I'm going to be honest with you. It's dead. It's not like right. what it used to be. It's not like when, uh, uh, what's his name from the Baltimore Ravens was down here just cutting people up, raising hell. Those, <laughs> those are the fun days. Oh, you mean getting away with murder? Yeah, well, whatever. At least shit was happening. There's none of that right now. Um, I walked you, around today. It was like dead. Like, you know, I mean, br let's bring him back, man. Let's you have... Do you have the uh, the what do you call it the little loafers they give you the the slippers you wear in those? <laughs> oh man, oh man, yeah, like, he's definitely <laughs> free balling right now too. Don't lift that. The basic instinct <laughs> shot right there, dude. Uh, one of my nuts literally just got caught underneath the chair, and I like I was screaming. It was terrible. I screamed. <laughs> How many uh, stolen bathrobes do you have from hotels in your collection at home? I usually when I leave a hotel. I'm too, I usually leave my stuff in the room. Mm -hmm. I'm usually at the point where I just put on a pair of shoes and whatever I have for clothes and walk out and then call the hotel two days later and say, you wouldn't have to have found, I don't know, like a wallet. Maybe a dead, a dead hooker. Dead, dead hooker in the closet. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I, I treat it like a bank in 2003. I just robbed the place. I take everything. I take fucking bathrobes, towels, little soap. I don't even use them. I just take them just to have them. Yeah, I forget. I forget. Little I mean, E, have you ever stayed in a hotel before? A, a what? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. We're gonna get you didn't out he, of. Didn't he just? It's it's E, right? That just turned like a thousand into forty thousand or some shit. Well, like, well. Playing like pubic hair and fucking tits and and cum. Damn right. They could buy a hotel right now, dude. He, the kid, the kid was just on a fiery roll for like seven days. Yeah. Dude, can you, yeah, can you give us sleep? 
Can you give us an update where you're sitting on all that, or do you feel comfortable? Or oh, is yeah, the, I mean, is so, it, was that not public knowledge? I don't know. Was no, I just uh, for right. for the allure, I kind of just like let it let it ride so the readers could guess. But uh, right now we're sitting at a little bit less than what the number was before because I put it into BNB and then I didn't expect Elon to absolutely fuck the market and then all the China FUD coming through. And it just, I mean, what was it? It dropped 50%. But it's come back. It's come back some. Yeah, a little bit, but not like the entire thing. So I'm sitting on all this. You know, and I want to get into that. I want to get into that. Um, Because a lot of people are talking (laughs) about if you get making yourself laugh trying to do a Sam Tripoli impression. Just (laughs) do the impression and quit being a pussy. Look, look, we're going to get into that. All right. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people are asking because you (laughs) smashed it. All right. And you're up. You're up, you know, millions of dollars in little e dollars because you're 22. E coins, so, yeah, in e coins, and people are saying, why didn't he put it into Tether? There's a lot of people that don't even know what Tether is. E, why don't you bring us in and let us know what Tether is? Yeah, so Tether's just a stable coin that it's it's basically like the U.S. dollar kind of. So you're gonna put it in there. It's not. I mean, it will go up and go down, but it's only gonna go up like literally a cent or go down a cent, but realistically your money's going to stay stable regardless so i put it into bnb thinking like oh my god this is it's only going to go up we're in a bull market this is sick and then all that shit came through and bnb just took a shit so that let me let me let me ask you a question now as you guys know i've studied the financial markets forever but you guys know a shit ton more about crypto and all that shit for me and how you may be able to relate a little bit more to this for me when i see a hit like that where you go 40x on your money don't you want to get half of that shit out, like literally out of any wallet that you're in, anything, and purchase like so a e, tangible e, entity? Like e, gold what coins he's asking or something? You, e, what he's asking I know asking what he's asking. Right now, let's go back to two fucking Fridays ago before I slap you in your goddamn forehead. Hey, hey, with Marlon, his, Brando, with his nuts. Marlon Brando, slow your roll here, okay? E, answer the question. And I'm not asking it to fuck with you. I'm literally, I'm literally, Tommy, you say that because I don't know the exact same fucking question you're listen, asking. Him. Listen, <laughs> I was going against my, my own instinct. My own instinct was I wanted to hold this shit and I wanted to hit a hundred. So I was like, all right, if they're not going to let me gamble on all these fucking yeah, pew bags, Bitcoin, whatever, I'm just going to hold it in BNB, see how high I can get. And then I'll take it out once the bull runs over. Like, cool. So I, th- I think the big mistake I see how he's shaking his head is, when we make up those imaginary round numbers in our head, right? Yeah, that's like that's I mean. literally the death of every. I mean, I did it. I still do it now. And that's I, what I told I, him. I done it at least five to seven we, times. We all do it still, and yeah, it's funny yeah, because yeah. The, the markets and, and yeah. Howie, I know you know this. The markets actually fuck with people based on those round numbers, right? So when you're learning how to trade, especially if you're doing like futures trading or <laughs> any type of day trading, they tell you to stay away from those round numbers or use those round numbers as as targets for the sheep because everyone wants to sell at 50. Not f- that's why I'd always get out at 49.12, you know, or something like that. I did it and I did it with the fucking big hit in the DFS for 134,000, right? I pulled out 34,000 exactly because I wanted to stay at 100 and I kept fucking up at round numbers. It's called playing with the house's money. Yeah, we yeah. gotta, dude, take half that shit out, fucking buy some, buy something tangible, buy some fucking gold coins, buy something you could fucking, buy a nice Breitling, Buy something you could fucking see. The first thing I used to teach the people at the trading school was if you have a big hit, take two grand out, buy a nice $2,000 watch. You don't have to buy a fucking Rolex or anything. 
something that's going to sit on your wrist or sit in front of you so that every time you're trading and you go through those down spells or you go through those dog days, which we all go through, you see that on your watch and you remember, I created this out of fucking nothing for yeah. myself. So get yourself something just in case China shuts down the internet and everything's gone. Timex, Timex, it takes a lick, it keeps on ticking. Buddy. No, but you're, you're going to have you're going to have a period where you go through, and it's like comedy, Chris. You know this. It's like comedy. You're going to have a month or two where you're, you you hit TV, you do a couple great shows, and you're like, "This is it. I'm breaking through. I'm the man." And then you're going to have seven days in a row where you have the seven. No, I'm sorry, times two. 14 worst shows you've ever had in your life and you're like i suck what is wrong with me why did i ever get into this and like tommy said when you have something tangible you can look at it just it brings you back to where you were like you know something at one point i had this going pretty good and that that thing reminds you i can do it again yeah and it's and it's important to make it because a lot of people would go pay off student loan debt or pay off credit cards. And that shit's all great. That's fine. I went my first big DFS hit. I gave 150,000 at a bank and paid off my student loans. Right. When I was like 29 or whatever, or 30. <laughs> but the big thing that for me, cause I'm a fucking degenerate and we're all degenerates. We're betting fucking, you know, meme coins on the internet. So obviously, you know, no one's, <laughs> no one's that fucking, you know, risk averse. But the big thing for me is it's gotta be something you can touch, feel, or see. It's got to be a car you get in every day where you can, you know, put a few hundred a month down, you know, put a $10,000 down payment on a nicer car than you had. You see this picture right here. There's there's 20 of these in this apartment. I had a big DFS hit for 100 grand. I went to an art show. Moro Toro was there and I bought these $9,000, $10,000 like exquisite. Dude, you know every Sinatra is awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. I, you know, and I got a fucking shitload of them all over. Can, can but they remind me when shit gets bad. I go in my, you know, Audi Q8 and I get the pictures on the wall and then the $40,000 hit. I mean, listen, last two days was the worst gambling days I think I've had in maybe a year and a half. And it happened to be in your free discord, uh, luckily. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but I lo you look around and you get in the fucking vibe and you look at your watch and you look at your wall and you look at your car and you're feeling good about it. So, yeah, conveniently, uh, you left out touch it and feel it and smell it and the word prostitute. Don't forget. You got to get pussy too, yeah. You got to enjoy yourself. And sometimes, mm. like me, most of the time, you're going to pay for it. That doesn't mean you're not enjoying it, okay? Well, Chris, how do you get through like a year and a half without getting that? Uh, how do I get through? Oh, oh, celibacy? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> well, I'm blaming COVID on the last year and a half, okay? <laughs> so so I'm giving myself a pass. Why don't you just walk around in a robe like Howie and fucking see what comes? <laughs> yeah. You know, just walk outside point. and let your fucking thing hang and see what shows up. Yeah, the that's, old swinging. That's what Howie. That's what he's doing right after the show. He's just gonna stand in the hallway and let that thing flap around. I'm going back down to the bar, dressed just like this, and see what happens. I don't that's know. it. What do you got to let, lose? Me, let me get back to last week because obviously we had this massive crypto crash. Tommy, you posted some gains on uh, on Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and uh, why don't you tell us uh, how you capitalized on the crash? I mean, I thought I thought that move was pretty was pretty easy um, at 45. I posted that picture, uh, you know, when it broke 45 that, you know, and I try to keep it simple on Twitter and shit. You know, like, you know, it's a lot of times I won't even use candlestick charts just because the regular person doesn't know what they mean and it confuses them more. So right. I'll even use the fucking <laughs> line chart just so a monkey can understand it, you know, and, but oh, go ahead. Here, go. 
No, no. So to be to be clear, did you sell or were you actually using leverage? So, so I was out prior to that. I was, and and again, I'm not big. Like I I, I swoop in like a hawk with crypto. I'm not like, and I'm not. There's no right or wrong. I did not make the gains a lot of you guys made on this stuff, but. You know, I was, I jumped in for a little bit, got out at like 55, told everyone else to get out. I didn't profit on the way down to 45. I basically just sat out of it and I didn't profit from 45 to 32. I just stayed away. Same thing I did with GameStop. I made, I'm not bragging here. Yeah, I'm bragging a little bit, but uh, I made like half a million dollars. Hey, it's a dick in 20... sucking show. We yeah, and I made half a million dollars in 24 hours in my, uh, my account in front of my discord showing them I've sat out the whole GameStop move and then waited for the sell-off and then hammered it short, right? So I just fly in with size and then fly the fuck out. So you 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 killed it on the short? Oh, I, I, I skull fucking love short. it. I, I love skull it. I didn't, and I didn't make a dollar on the up. I didn't I catch it all the way down to the bottom. It. I caught like a $150 move and then got the fuck out of Dodge. Nice. But, so, so, that's, so with Bitcoin, that break of 45 was pretty obvious because you had literally every technical indicator you could want hitting at the same time. And with chart reading, a lot of people I see in the crypto world, and how you probably see this too, I don't believe in charts. Well, that's fucking bullshit. Because as long as other people do, it's real. Because it's a herd mentality thing. It's right? How the, how world, the world moves on charts, baby. Right. Charts are everything, uh, right? Let's, yeah. stay, let's stay on GameStop because, you know, Monday, GameStop was trading at 180. And after today's close, up 16%. We're looking at 242 here. And, you know... We've got so many people playing GameStop. I'm out. I played it, you know, up and down both ends many times. Where do you guys see GameStop going from here? I don't see it going much higher. I mean, I just listen. This is uh, from a from a chart reading perspective. You are literally sitting at a point where I would advise everyone to just wait for the pop because this thing's going to pop one way or another. I mean, you got a huge flag sitting up there. You have a lot of consolidation taking place. You're seeing lower highs. I know most people say that that's a bullish pattern. I don't necessarily agree. I think I think this is some you're in some trouble here. But this is this is purgatory, as I call it. So if you get a break above two forty five, I got no problem with a with a little short term long. But if you get a break of that trend and a breakdown in the mid two thirties, two thirty seven, I mean that thing could that thing could take a ride down to down to two thirty with its eyes closed. You could see that in a day or two. Okay, I want to bring something up here. Thoughts on a strangle or a straddle at this position, then, just based on volatility? Not a straddle. You don't mm. want to mess with that. This thing's volatile as shit. It's yeah. going up and down. If anything, I mean, you're going two ways. If, you, if you're one of those cult members that think it's going to go to 9,000, buy your calls. If, if you have any common sense at all, go out a few months and buy puts on it. You're probably going to make money. You're probably yeah. going to make money. I mean, if this thing goes back to shit, 200, 180, 170, and it could, and eventually, I don't care what anyone says, it's a $40 stock. Right. You're going to make money. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have much confidence short term. And again, I don't look at things long term. So I'm looking on this stock, maybe 20, 30, $10 increments to the, but I mean, I wouldn't be long right here. This thing is way too parabolic to get in long now. It's about that. to tank. It's about to tank yeah, and you it's going to tank nicely. Things don't um, go like this nah. without eventually going like this. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. If it's already like this, you missed the move, sit it out, you'll have another opportunity. Somebody okay. somebody added me on Twitter today saying that GameStop is going to launch their own crypto. 
So could this be? A I mean, isn't fucking everybody and everything going to launch yeah. their own crypto? I think yeah. be we're, we're launching our own crypto. Chris oh, Neff is launching Pusscoin next week. Could Sorry, it be a ploy right to take away the retail investors from the stock into the crypto world? Is that a reach? This is your next purchase, Gcoin. We're gonna get there. That you up. go, right there, ready. baby. Get ready. Right there. Well, take over the world. Solid. Taco uh, Bell, <laughs> diarrhea coin, bareback coin coming. Howie, how big are you into crypto compared to stocks? Like, what's your what's your portfolio? Uh, Five percent crypto, ninety-five percent stocks. Do you think old heads like us who've been playing the the real tangible markets for so long? I have trouble getting any more than five, ten percent. And do you it. think that's a bias, a negative bias we need to get over? No, or? because I think that most people that that buy and sell crypto lose money, like especially during the last drop. Everybody and their mother sold at the bottom. And I'm like, I actually went in and bought more Ethereum. I bought some more Ethereum, you know, and I like Ethereum. I, out of all of them, that's probably my favorite, yeah. just from the research and from guys that I'm know what you. they're talking about, tell me. So I bought some more of that, bought a little Polygon, which doubled. Yeah, and um, speaking of Polygon, Matic, I bought it at 111 and it's floating around at 223. Yeah. On there. My gut tells me I got to sell and take profits. I mean, moving moving 100% in a day and a half. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Why I mean, would you not take 100% profit? Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, so, you know what, so, guys? I'm going to do it right now on the show. Yeah, well, why don't you do this? Hold on. Uh, can you? I mean, yes, I'm with Howie. Like, I would never get to that point because I'd be out at 40%. Exactly, like I'd fucking already exactly, been out. Exactly. But, but again, to each their own. If it's fun, fuck around money. Who gives a shit? Do what you want with it. You know, go fuck your neighbor. You know, have fun. But do you have on the platforms that you guys are using? Again, I'm newer to this shit. But on the platforms you guys are using, do you have where you can put stops in where you can put partial cells in can you put limit orders in to tell i don't understand that part no i mean literally says you can for for coinbase you can yes but if you're trading the like come rocket like no you, you can't you have to watch it 24 7 or else it. you're gonna get fucked can you set alerts can you set alerts on your phone when it hits a certain price to notify you with a text or anything or the meme the meme coins no but like coinbase and stuff kucoin all that i know stuff, with bitcoin and the bigger ones that, that no i mean you can get on coin market and set up uh, any sort of notification you want based on a percentage change. By the way, I just sold Matic right now. So just to give you the numbers, on May 22nd, I bought it. Um, at uh, God, where does it show the number? Okay, I bought it at 120, and I just sold right now at 208. So uh, oh. 90%. I'll take yeah. it. And what? And another thing you could do going forward is just sell fucking 80% of it. Yo, just. You know, let 20% of it fucking fly and say, who gives a shit? I just did 90% on 80% of my money. And then you can let that shit go to zero. Who gives a fuck, right? Like, so that's what I always, I think a lot of the things that I'm seeing, I see Howie nodding. I'm assuming he agrees that yeah. the crypto market, because a lot of the kids that are in this are so new to it that they don't understand bankroll management. They don't understand diversification. They, they're just like, fucking, I'm going to get rich as quick as possible. Nothing has to be all or none. If you own 100%, sell half and then sell another half. Just get your basis out immediately. So when that thing went from 111 to 140, I would have immediately taken out my basis at worst. So um, I can't lose, right? And then, you, then you're more comfortable because now you're playing with house money. I think it's, all about, it's all about time because it, it, it's, it's, it's the same philosophy as if I sit down and I start playing back rack. And that's my game. I love back rack. Which is the I, sucker's game, by the way. 
Yeah, okay. It's the highest percentage game in Vegas, higher than anything. Uh, that's that's not true. Uh, I'll bet you right now a thousand bucks right now. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on. Are you talking about straight up house advantage? Or no, you- I'm talking the, the the highest percentage winning game above blackjack, above craps, above roulette. Everything it's is blackjack, dude. What about no. the don't pass line on craps? Back rack is higher. I'm telling you. I've, no, no, no. Yeah. Friendly bet here. We're not doing a thousand. But just Listen. put it a hundred bucks. Bet the cat. We'll have, well, no, no. I want the cat. <laughs> I want the cat's head. I want the okay. cat's head. <laughs> okay, a hundred bucks. I will play. I'm not going to take a thousand dollars from. It. I want. I want to do. Go, I want to go French head. style. Storm of the Bastille. I want the cat's head and a guillotine. Cat's <laughs> head. The God. L is silent. Okay. So just to back up. Now, I'm assuming we don't have to Google this and we can just consult with Tommy because he's been in the industry and knows gaming long enough. Uh, do we have a hundred bucks on which uh, on whether Baccarat or Blackjack I'm gonna has say better odds for higher house? percentage of winning? Okay, and I'm telling you right now, it's Blackjack. Tommy, go ahead and answer the question. I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was Blackjack the for 20 years before I started learning Baccarat. Okay. So I thought I thought it was the don't pass line on the craps table. So but, I'm, that's, but that's that's not even in the equation. Not even okay. in the equation. It's just baccarat versus blackjack. Lily, Lily, why we're arguing? You can look it up. I, yeah, I'm looking I have it up. So I have I, it I'm up. seeing here. Did you have it up? Yeah. So the three. Okay, best go ahead and drop the hammer. Play blackjack odds are winning 49 percent. Craps odds are winning nearly 50 percent. Roulette odds 50 percent. Um, not seeing baccarat. What casino against? Okay. The best so line. here's the thing. Hey, you're welcome. I didn't take another 900 from you because you're I. You're wrong. I'm telling you. I don't know if we have an Hold answer. Hold on. Yet, uh, Little E just answered it. What is it, Little E? All right. Back rat is 44.62. Okay. Wow. And That's blackjack is 49. Yeah. All right. That is, there's no. Howie, 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 again, I want you to recognize that I didn't. Uh, d- contribute to abuse of the elderly and take another nine hundred dollars. Yeah, but you did let a twenty-one-year-old uh, new gen look it up. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna send this to you. But there's a reason I play it. Yeah, there's a reason you can't count cards in it and have an advantage to it. Okay? It's fifty-fifty. It's no, not it's 40. not. It's forty-four to fifty-six. No, Ding it's dong. Not. It no, is. It, it, God bless Little E, but he's so far off. Look, there's a bank and a I'm not making it have, up. Little E, just go to the Wizard of Odds. They have everything. That's probably where you're already at. I can't believe we're having this argument. Backrat is the highest percentage of winning that there is. That's wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's I'm just talking about. There's it's a banker wrong. and a player. Common sense. There's a banker and a player. If, if you're playing blackjack, there's a... Did you just throw out the idea of probability and the law of large number numbers? Listen, listen here, computer Vegas boy. The if lights on. Listen, listen, uh, algorithm head. If they're fucking, <laughs> you're sitting there playing blackjack in Vegas, and uh-huh. the and the dealer kicks your ass five times in a row. Uh-huh. You can't bet the dealer. You got to still keep playing. Backrat allows you to say, you know what? I'm this getting my ass is- kicked. I got too many cats. People are making fun of me. <laughs> My cats don't even love me. I want to bet the dealer against myself. You can do it. This is the dumbest argument we've ever had on cash daddies. I don't know if you're drunk on power because you're in that nice robe or in a nice 
a hotel that doesn't look like you're in a fucking Guantanamo Bay torture chamber I and gotta, it's getting to your I head? Be honest with you, I'm feeling like kind of like a Colombian drug lord. So Good. Then, you can pay me, then you can pay me the hundred bucks you just lost on making a, the worst bet. I'm going to show you I'm right. I'm going to show you I'm right. Okay. Let me research it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to do this. It's not 44%. There's no look. You're right. You're, you know what? You're right. It's 44.6, but no. it isn't 49, which is what blackjack is. No, it's it not. goes to show to, to, to kind of bring the blackjack thing, tie it into what we're talking about. I mean, I, I used to do a presentation on this about how, you know, everyone goes to the casino and plays blackjack and loses money. Right. And the funny thing is when I would ask regular people, we obviously know odds and stuff because we fucking are degenerates. But when you ask regular people, what do you think your odds of winning at a blackjack table at a casino are? Most of them say 30%, you know, like something they'd think it's fucking like, and when you tell them it's like 49.1 to fucking, you know, it's that close, the odds, they literally, it blows their mind. And you're like, how does everyone lose? And they lose the same way they lose in crypto because they start off playing $5 a hand and they go for an hour and then they got a hundred bucks and then they go to $10 a hand. And then next thing you know, they're playing two hands of $200 each and it takes to wipe it out. And that's the crypto chart. When I hear all these people saying, I bought Bitcoin at 10,000. I'm like, all right, you bought a hundred dollars worth at 10,000. You bought another hundred at 20, another hundred at 30, another hundred at 40. When it got to 50, you bought the dip for 500. You bought the next dip for a thousand and it doesn't need to go back to where you started to go broke. So you only need this type of drop to go broke. And that's what you got to stay away from, I think. And that's what's not taught. And it comes back to the two most important words. And you just said it. You just gave the definition. It's called money management. It's basically, look, I'm up this amount. It took me an hour to get up this amount. Get rid of 70% of your winnings. Play with 30%. And that's it. It's over, man. You walk out a winner no matter what. Yep. you know, 90% of the people that play, they'll start with a thousand, they'll get up nine thousand, they'll get back to two, they start sweating. And then you're doubling because they start betting more. There's something in your brain, and I have it too, we all have it, that once you hit a threshold, your brain doesn't allow it. Once you get below it, you keep needing to get back to that threshold. Yes. yes. So if you turned a thousand to ten thousand, you get down to eight, you're thinking, wow, I'm up eight X, your brain's going, I just had ten. If I can right. just get back to 10, then I'll take two out. Then I'll eat my vegetables I'll take the fucking dog for a walk. I'll do, I'll eat my, you know, I'll do all that shit. And you won't, it's that fucking, we got to get those magical numbers out of our heads. And that's the hardest part of anything financially in life. And I have not met many human beings who can actually start with a number, win 300%, Lose a hundred percent and grab it and walk away. Nah, I, I don't, I don't have hardly it. anyone that can do that. I make money at the casino when I go with a girl or one of my friends who, who's good with it. Where if I start with two grand at a blackjack table and I get up to, they'll just peel the chips off. They'll just they give you a nice donkey punch right in the fucking yeah. back of the head. You can't so tell me anything. Go. You got to steal my money. So they'll that's steal me. my chips. That's me. Yep. Yeah. Just just to back up, so I can explain this to the readers who need to to hear it. The game blackjack is is most skewed to the player because Vegas needs winners. Okay, but it is also based on the concept of the law of large numbers, which means the more time you sit, the 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 house wants you to play. That nine tenths of an uh, of one percent of an of an advantage adds up over time. That's how they make their money by mm-hmm. sit, you sitting there playing as long as you can. 
Absolutely. Why do yeah. you think you get the best rewards from slots? Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. Slots. You can just keep pulling that fucking thing. You get free rooms for your life. And 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 <laughs> little E, if you want to correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe the advantage in um, roulette is six and a half percent for the house. I believe I think it's closer it is, than that, actually. Well, yeah, it depends. If there's two greens, half. I, if like, if, I'm assuming there's two greens, uh, double green and one green. I believe it's six and a half. Maybe a little bit lower. And then you have the slot machines, which are, I think, above 8 or 9% skewed mm. to the house. So the point is... Um, Who knows? Gambling is... 5.26. Yeah. On roulette? Yeah, right. Okay, four. and then yeah. what about slot machines? Uh, Who knows on slot? 25, yeah, knows? 25 once you calculate the algorithm that they... Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> There's no telling. Uh, 5 and 10%. There you go. So... Um, by the way, we're looking at three minutes left in this game. I am not opposed to pausing this podcast once we hit two minutes. If you guys need to do some side action with me. Uh, <laughs> it's 96 to 91. New York Knicks. They're looking good. 26 to go. You guys are live yeah. as fuck. Well, now hey, we see what Trey Young could do. Well, exactly. I still don't have a good feeling, man. <laughs> okay, and let's get into, uh, of course, AMC, because everybody's saying, hey, it's the next big short squeeze. Uh, Kramer actually came out today and said, don't fuck with the Wall Street bets crowd. They can control the market. Howie and I, of course, bought puts yesterday. Um, we bought them a little early. I think we bought them when it was trading at $14.45, and we got $14 strikes ending on June 25. And then, of course, today we jumped back in. I pushed my strike date to mid-July, and I bought some. I was a little aggressive. I bought some $16 strikes. That This is going off what I learned last time, which is uh, GameStop, Rocket, uh, AMC. Yeah, they all go up. And guess what? They don't stay up for too long. So that is why I'm committed to, to playing it. Uh, how you and I have talked about the stock multiple times. We know it's dog shit. We know Garbage. that the float is fucking massive. And personally, I think the, the, the hedge funds, they're prepared this time. So that's my take. That's why I'm holding strong on my thesis. I, and by the way, we've got a lot of readers coming in saying, I am blasting the fuck out of my calls right now. Once this thing hits 40, I'm going to make 150K. Here's the thing. I don't think it's going to hit 40, okay? I think it's going to peak right around 22, maybe 24, and I think it's headed straight back down. That's why I'm making the play. I don't know what your thoughts are on it or if you want to elaborate, but uh, go ahead. I'm with you 100%. Everything you just said, I double down. Even worse. I, I think, you know, I think it comes down tomorrow and then, you know, we got a long weekend, Monday's off. I think next week, the thing's back down to 11. I think the next time when it hits 11, 10, 9, it goes right to 6, 5, 4. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. They're paying double-digit interest rates. They're they're so overloaded. The stock it's ridiculous. Well, here's the good thing: once we bank our fatty on AMC, you can go straight to fucking Atlantic City and lose it all on the worst game for the player that the house provides called Baccarat. Okay. Someday I'm gonna bring you with me when I play it. You can hold my brown bag next to me. I'll give you a fucking lollipop. What's the you brown bag? Put, the you, fucking. You know what you call your ball sack? The used yeah, rubber. Yeah, that's where I put my the right nut in when I hand with you the winnings. No, nah, that's the used rubber with Helen's fucking cum on it. That's what it is. Dude, you're just jealous because in order to play back rack, you actually got to count to 10 and maybe divide once or twice. 
I mean, I know you look like a mathematician with those glasses, but you know, I'll bring you once or twice. We'll see. You're retarded and you're denying actual empirical evidence that little E provided for you that says the game is a garbage fucking game. Okay. It's it's the best game that there is. Okay. So now you're just straight denial. He's just in straight denial. Is that what this is? I'm telling you, when when there's hundreds of thousands of South Korean women lined up next to me to play back rack, those women can they got calculators in their fucking twats. They have calculators built into their beavers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands. Okay, you know what I'm going to do right now, Howie? I'm going to go ahead and send you the update on the balance that I'm up. And then once you can prove to me that the house advantage is not uh, 44.6, then I will give you the money back. Sound fair? Sounds absolutely fair, Einstein. All right, now let's let's shift gears here a let little me, bit. Let me, let me circle back to AMC for a second for you. Yep. So. I know people like to always play it safe with predictions. This is where I like to put my balls on the line here. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to stand on it, but right now, AMC just went from 1250 to 1950, right? Correct. It's in the yep. middle of a $7 explosive move. Looks like yep. this to the upside. Yep. I'm going to even come lower than you guys say, and I'm going to say it could reverse from exactly here. I think 20 to 2135 is a very, very scary number for this stock. And uh, I'll jump out there and say, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing reverses like now, especially if you can get a little hold here heading into Memorial Day weekend. If you could just get this thing, this this freight train to stop, I think you guys might be live on those puts quicker than you think. I agree. Interestingly enough, because I went back and I did my research. And you got this. a gap, by the way, around $17. That probably you have the chart You have the chart in front of you, right, Tommy? Yeah, I just pulled it look, up right look, now. Look at January 27th and tell me what it hit. And then look at January 28th and tell me what it hit. Two days later. Two days later. One day. One day later. Oh, shit. I'm sure my fucking thing's spazzing out on me right here. All right, what are you saying now? January 27th, it peaked. Yeah, no, that's 19th. what I'm saying. I think you're right there. That's what I'm looking at. So I'm right. looking at this 20 right here. And then that fucking parabolic move up to it and then the crash down that's where we're entering right now and then if you go back to september of 2018 that was the beginning of that epic drop from 2135 where it bottomed at it looks like two dollars and sixty cents so this is a very very dangerous zone if you're in amc i'd get the fuck out and see that's the thing if you made a call a week ago and you're up after this massive move this is when you got to take profits, okay? This isn't when you say, fuck, when it hits 40, I'm going to retire. No, you, you just made that number not. up. Like, that number's exactly. fucking made up because there's pit exactly. stops on the way there even if it got there. But exactly. right now, Get why out. can't you just take your money? If I'm telling you and we're all telling you that there is fucking danger, there's supply sitting there at $20.50 and $21.35, why can't you just get the fuck out and get back in at 21.50 if it breaks through that? If you have hell coming up and you're walking into these death zones why not just fucking take your money out and you just get right back in if it gets through that but while there's a shark fin in the fucking water go on the sand and then you can come right the fuck back in if it gets through this fucking chaos i don't understand why everyone has to sit in everything now, now obviously if you're dealing with options and things like that you have expirations and you have a whole different ball game but most of these people are just owning shares they're liquid they could get the fuck out today and get right back in tomorrow but this is not a good point to be sitting in amc right now 85% of all options or almost 90% of all options are worthless. Yeah, exactly. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I read a stat about 95% of Baccarat players being <laughs> I don't know the fucking odds either. But You did not read that because you can't fucking read. So you, the next thing, <laughs> you didn't read what little E put up in front of you. Under the next thing, under the next thing. Let's talk 100% about 100% of 100% of 100% of betters on this show beat the house as the Knicks defeat the Hawks 101-92. The house takes two L's. <laughs> He's got a hundred dollars credit in the book of G. So now, so now speaking of, speaking of options, hey, I had a guy last rope. week that went tie out. Tie your rope. Huh? Tie the rope together. You were getting a little loose. <laughs> There's no rope. Loose, the, only rope is, the only rope is one of your cats in the fucking kitchen hanging herself because she hasn't eaten two in three days. All the girls are waiting for E to come in in a robe. Okay. They want to see the fucking uh, Jack Young kid on here. Yeah, How he's the only kid. Yeah, he needs to eat. I'll bring this thing back. You can have it. The rest of us it. take our pants off first, D. When you get to our age, that's I just take my pants off first, and they don't care what's under the shirt. Okay, that's before, all it is. Before we move on, Howie, I want to introduce you to a little something that I think you might benefit from greatly. Okay. What Very fucking simple. meow mix? It's called, it's called the Winner's Guide to Casino Gambling. I think it's the fourth edition. Now, if uh, if you want, I can mail it to you, and I can show you the uh, the baccarat section. And uh, you can learn that, here we go, 283, that. 283? Are you one of these people that memorizes things in books? Yeah, fucking Uh, Rain Rain Man. Can you count like the toothpicks when like a a toothpick? I'm not fucking, I'm not, I wish. Do you realize how much posts I could get if I had that in my bag? Tricks? Oh, I disagree. Uh, the point is, I've read this book front to back many times, and mm-hmm. there was never a section where I found anything useful uh, regarding advantage play in Baccarat, because guess what? It doesn't fucking exist. No, because, no, it's for actually halfway intelligent people. Guys like you, you're playing old maid and fucking, like, you're playing Goldfish. war with your grandmother. Yeah. And okay. that's what you're used to. So it's okay. You know, it's a, you're a simpleton. All right. Um, uh, but to I've get back... One. To get back into it, let's talk about the Ford options that we crushed. Okay, fair enough. So we have uh, the Ford options um, that you got me into in February. We were down, or excuse me, you got me in February, and I'm holding September 17 strikes at 14. I was down as much as 55%. Uh, I'm up 35% now because Ford just keeps moving. It's touching 14, man. How far? How, how, how much further can this go? Dude, I bought, I bought some... F delights two weeks ago, and I looked at them today. They were up seventy three percent. I had to sell. I had hey, to sell them. Nothing wrong with that. I I told you guys about Fastly. I told you it was undervalued. I had a bunch of people saying, "Guess what, Chris? The Motley Fool was fucking propping that shit up two years ago." Well, guess what? I'm in and out in a week with a thirty three percent fucking gain. So the point is, go do your TA. Go look at this shit. There's a lot of undervalued tech stocks because they've been beaten the fuck down. And they can't stay down forever. There's tons of great plays out there if you want to look for them. Um, Let's move on because we do need to segue into the gambling because we have so many people saying, hey, guys, um, thanks for creating a section on the Discord for Tommy G, but I don't even know how to fucking bet. Where do I start? So, Tommy, can you kind of start and tell us what you do and what you would uh, uh, suggest to somebody that's beginning to... uh, to dabble in gambling and also distinguish the the fact from gambling versus advantage play, which you basically specialize in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always difficult. The, uh, 
the the first thing to understand is what a unit is right like you, you see everything whenever you're looking at a gambling site you know a lot of people ask what's a unit a unit is just a measure it's a way to let's say chris bets five dollars a game howie bets five thousand a game and ev bets a hundred a game in those situations if i'm going to tell you how much to bet on the knicks tonight or how much to bet on the yankees you can't personalize it to everyone so what we say is one unit is an average bet size right so if one unit should represent about 1% of your bankroll. So if you have a $100 gambling bankroll, $1 would be an average bet for you. So if I say one unit and Ev has a $100 bankroll, Howie has a $1,000 bankroll, and Chris, you're in the middle, you will all take 1% of your bankroll and bet that. So you might make a dollar bet, a $100 bet, a $50 bet. So these are, that's the first thing when you see it on shows and on TV and on the radio, they'll say I'm up 20 units, up 50 units. That's basically one average bet. And that's the way to start. So a big bet would be like five units would be a max bet, 5% of your account on the line on a play. And then most of your bets will fall in that one to three unit range with those plus 500s and long shots being a 10th of a unit, half of a unit. So that, that's the first thing I think people need to understand to look at it from a unit perspective rather than a dollar perspective. And then you see Vegas Dave and these frauds betting 500 units on a game that doesn't even exist. That's five times your bankroll. So that's, it's fake shit just to look cool on the internet. Yeah. I had a guy, I had a guy about two years ago that hit me up and was like, I have the best investment thing in the world for you. He said, we have the greatest handicappers in the world. And he would send me his picks every single week, three units, two units, uh, four and a half units, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, before I push these on X investors, let's see how you do. This motherfucker was like 13% over the next, I'm like, everything he touched turned to shit. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what's going on? He goes, well, uh, we just actually fired our old, our old analysts. We got a whole group of new ones in. And I was like, dude, I want, you're the funniest thing I've ever come across in my life. Like you are pure comedy. I'm like this is what I ran into. I swear to God, this was a company out of Vegas. Yeah, it's the amazing. Girl that, what you say. The girl that ran it for him, she actually did graduate from Harvard. I looked her up. She yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm doing the books for him." It was horrible. It's, hey, it's sorry, you see sorry, it. You see it a lot. And then she's going up. I don't think I can do the hat anymore. You look like Babe Ruth in a in a rub rub and tug right now. It's just not listen. I just by the way, I just called and asked for a cigar. Oh, you got to get the cigar. You got to add the cigar. If you got okay. the next victory, you need it. Okay, so let's start them off slow, Tommy. Let's talk about parlays. Let's talk about action reverses. Let's talk about, um, you know, exotics. And, and I want to I wanna make sure everyone's clear. So I want to make sure that when I'm on here, you know, I'll be coming on here a lot with you guys whenever you need anyone to fill in, that those who aren't interested in gambling, this isn't going to be just Tommy G comes on and talks gambling. I want to talk, you know, financials, crypto, you guys just got a lot of questions about it. So we're addressing it. And then I'll be in the Discord. I'll be in your Discord. I'll answer questions for you guys. I have my own Discord on my site and stuff. So so we'll help you guys with this as we go. I'm going to be starting a gambling show in about a week and a half once we get our new website. So we'll keep most of that to there. But the, you're going to do the same thing in sports betting as you're going to do in stock trading. It's the same talk track, same teaching track. I advise everyone to start with fake money at first. Don't even put real money on the table, whether you have a subscription or not, just start practicing 
fake money to you could be a dollar if you have a bunch of money, or it could be literally imaginary money, just tracking your bets from an imaginary perspective until you get comfortable with the vernacular, you get That's comfortable totally with, with the, what a, what a VIG is. Like if you look at a regular bet in gambling, just like we were talking about the table games in Vegas, how the house has an inherent advantage, whether that's 1%. Not according to Howie, they don't. Or, or in Baccarat, maybe it's 0%. But there's an inherent advantage for the house. It's the same thing in gambling. It's minus 110. So if you want to bet the Knicks plus two tonight or the Knicks minus two, you're going to need to lay $110 to win 100. If you do $11, that would be 11 to win 10 or $1.10 <laughs> to win a dollar. So you're, pro- you're going to have to overcome that VIG or juice, as they call it, when you're gambling. So you start with straight bets, parlays, teasers, reverses, all that type of stuff should be about, like I think me and Howie would look at our crypto portfolio. I would say your straight bets should be about 80% of your portfolio for gambling. And then you want to throw some parlays, reverses, fun 10x, 20x, 50x stuff. That has to be, you know, I always use the example of eat your vegetables, you know, take out the garbage and then you can have dessert. You have a good week where you make a couple hundred bucks. You know what? Maybe next week you jack it up a little bit and you throw $50 on parlays and stuff. But those, those vet, those exotics, you want to stay away from their sucker bets. They you killed me my bet. first 15 years of gambling. Yeah, I, 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 the three game par. Oh my God. Hey, correct, Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong. Three game par, they still pay what? Eight to one. Uh, it depends on the the juice you're looking at on these, you know, about five to one you're looking at on on most of these. But the the thing that the times when I like to do parlays the most, we'll do what we call mayhem plays, which we've been getting fucking bludgeoned on the mayhem plays. We're killing the max bets and we're getting bludgeoned on the mayhem plays because the whole baseball league's upside down. But the uh, those mayhem plays will do like, you know, J.D. Martinez to hit a home run parlayed with the Knicks to win by 10 that pays 15 or 20 to one. Right. Those are fun. The parlays that I like to do is to take the Utah Jazz tonight, who are minus 400, and the Sixers, who are minus 350, and you don't want to lay the juice on them. You don't want to lay the points. You parlays those both together for even money, and now you have two monster favorites that you're going for an even money win. So most of the parlays that we really put a sizable amount of money on are when we're taking two huge favorites just to win the game outright and turning it into one straight bet. Yep. So but what about are... th- this is the one thing I've I've the only thing I've probably been lucky is 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 underdogs and mm-hmm. I, I'll give you an example one time it was like Army was playing Southern Methodist Arkansas was playing LSU college football Army was uh, plus six and a half and they were up like fourteen and a half so then you can go in the greatest thing in the world is hedging your halftime bet when you yes. have that. That's the best thing in the world. I so, mean, there's nothing better when you're actually in the black and you have a halftime bet and you're like, no matter what, I'm going to, I can let this thing ride. If I lose, I'm even. Yeah. My boy, Bill at my company, who's the best at hedging. I think I've ever met. Um, he had just fucking everything. I don't give a fuck. Like my money's just there to fucking give to girls, buy drugs with or fucking blow on fancy, shiny shit. But you know, he's, he's better with the subscribers because he's, He's got millions of dollars, but that's why he has millions of dollars. You know, one of those people that just, you know, he still cuts coupons, even though he owns a 7-Eleven, right? Like one of those guys. So he, uh, but he's great with it because what will happen is when you have a bet, you don't have to win the bet. The Hawks, for instance, for instance, right? So when the Hawks were beating the Knicks by 15 or whatever it was in the second quarter, 
If you had a hundred to win 110 to win a hundred on the Hawks, when the Hawks were up by 15 on the Knicks, you could have actually bet $15 on the Knicks at plus 600. So now you have a hundred dollar bet on the Hawks. The Knicks are down so much. They were plus 600 on the money line. You throw 20 bucks on the Knicks plus 600. This is 20 to win 120 here. And you have a hundred to win a hundred here. You win both. If the Knicks win, you win 120, lose 100. If the Knicks lose, you win 100, lose 20. So you've hedged your bet to where you can't lose no matter which way you go. So that's a strategy that we really preach a lot uh, at our company, which I don't do personally because I'm a psychopath. But um, the best thing about FanDuel and DraftKings and those, Neff, is you can actually cash out. Uh, You could never do that with a bookie back in the day. But with that Hawks bet that I had, I cashed out of two of them at halftime. It was a $2,000 bet and a $3,000 bet. And they were offering me like a $1,500 to $1,600 return. So I just no took shit. the 1500 bucks on both. That's of them unbelievable. My That's pocket. unbelievable. Because because yeah. I remember like maybe four years ago, I discovered live betting. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is a total fucking game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're hedging in game with oh, yeah. bets. Yeah. You're cash, you have cash out option. Um, if you're using the right sports book and we have a bunch that we recommend on our site, even some that we don't have affiliate deals with just to, we tell the guys is a great book. Use it. Uh, bet three, six, five, for instance, is an international book. And they were doing a thing where during basketball season, you guys will love this. If your team got up by 17 points, you won the bet automatically. Oh, wow. They paid it's you like, out when they got up 17. Like the mercy if, rule. If your football. hockey team went up three goals, they paid you out automatically. If your NFL team went up 21 points, they paid you out automatically. And you'd be shocked, especially in the NBA, how many times they pay you out on a bet that should have lost because they were up 17 and blew the lead. Like the Hawks tonight, they were up 15 and blew the lead. You know, where that start, you know where that started, Neff? It's the live betting actually started with that the, the biggest company in the world in Ireland on horse racing because they actually started where a race would go off and if you had the four horse that was in like fifth place and you, you wanted to double down, you could bet him like going around the far turn and bet more on him. That's where it started. It started with that. I can't remember the name of the company. It's the biggest. What's the biggest? It's out of Ireland. TVG? Uh, it's who owns TVG. Oh, I know. Who you're t- I don't bet a lot of horses, but well, I know who you're you, talking do you about. Know what, do you know what gate insurance is? Because uh, that's a that's a new thing that uh, I, I discovered last year when I was at the. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know much about horse racing. So here's the thing: they have what's called gate insurance, which means if your horse stumbles out of the gate, the bet is null. And I've never like, even heard of that. That's no. crazy. Yeah. that's yeah. crazy. So you can now buy gate insurance. They have, uh, and and this is where it benefits. Um, and I would say of my subscribers, because I ran a bunch of different gambling companies, and. You know, we always were successful. Most of my guys have been with me for 15 years. That's why it's always tough to come into like a new environment like the Cash Daddy Discord, because there's a lot of people who've never, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. But if you start off losing a few games in a row, everyone's like, you suck. Whereas my guys in my company know they've been with me for 10 years. Overall, we're going to win. But there's there's a bunch of companies out there where if you're a small player, you can rape these companies. Because if my problem is I'm betting thousands a game. So all these little bonuses and perks that they give don't mean shit to me, but they have them for every company. They'll do things where like you get parlay insurance on your four team parlays, where if you win three of them, you get your money back up to $25. 
They'll yeah. do, you know, if your team wins by loses by 10 or more up to $25. So they give you ways to get your money right back. Um, for NFL, if your team scored the first touchdown and you lost the bet, a UFC split decision, if it was a split decision, you get your money back up to $25. So if you're a small dollar player, you can really take advantage of a ton of edges. Uh, my bookie who we were using was doing something uh, every third or fourth week in college football where they moved the lines on 12 games, 10 points in college football. So instead of plus seven, you were getting plus 17 up to $15, you know? So, right. so for really small players, there's, there's a huge edge to be had if you have a professional on your side. It sounds like when I was a teacher, if I was using my bookie, I would give that to my fifth graders. Yeah. They, they were all up to like nine, 10, 11, 12 bucks. Yep. That's good for a 10 year old kid to learn on. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it, I, I am with my bookie. Um, do you hear good things with them? about them still? yeah the, the big the big I mean, listen i we have a bunch of the my bookie uh bet three six five fanduel DraftKings. The, everyone hates their fucking sports book so it doesn't matter who you're with you hate the fucking book that you're with because they're your book and you're born to hate them because they're the enemy but um every book has different advantages and different advantages my bookie has a lot of great things for uh smaller betters fanduel and DraftKings probably have the best uh and bet three six five for just eclectic ver versions of bets that you can make every book has their little thing that they do but i mean my bookie's fine it's fucking bavada's fine they're all fucking fine the 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 best books are the legal ones in the states like 365 and fandle and draft the best the best line i ever saw on my bookie was would cosby was getting ready to go to jail or he was in trial and it said will cosby go to jail and yes was Hey, 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 <laughs> dude, I've made lines on my bookie before. I know the guys over there. So they'll put out like Tommy G props. We're doing it for the election. So <laughs> I can make they, If you remember, if you bet on them in the Super Bowl three or four years ago, I made the line. Will Sean McVay's girlfriend show cleavage and will the first touchdown scorer be black? Like those are all my, you know, for, my a, props while, that I put for a while. There were yeah. lines on my bookie with Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia doing their challenges at the con. Oh, you can do any of that, dude. You can bet fucking everything. I mean, dude, we smashed. I had a conspiracy. I won't go down conspiracies now. Don't worry. No, but no, no. We, no. We, we can entertain. I know. I know. I'm just saying we, we were live in the discord and my bookie had a lineup for Billie Eilish to win the fucking uh, big music award, whatever the fuck it was. And Beyonce was minus like 2000 to win it. And Billie Eilish was plus 1400 and I was just on there. I don't watch this shit, but we were just, we broadcast them and make jokes about it and all that. And uh, I was like, dude, this is the Illuminati turnover here. They're going to pass the crown because Beyonce just won the most awards ever. They're going to pass the torch to Billie Eilish from a conspiracy theory perspective. She won the fucking thing and we all hit for 15 X and my bookie oh. was the only place that had it. So it was, you know, there's some you fun shit you can do there. Billie Eilish, oh my yeah. God. That fucking Holy. satanic little weird. That's, that's some fucking, that is awesome. Yeah. That's some uh, degenerate shit right there, baby. Yeah, we'll bet on us, anything. Talk to us as well about inning plays that you were talking earlier about in baseball, for example. So, so one of the things uh, I told you yesterday was a rough day. Yesterday was a bloodbath. I got fucking killed yesterday. Uh, not going to make excuses, but it was some weird shit that just kept happening. But, you know, it happens. Days like sometimes you get weird shit that happens in your favor. Uh, but it was just one of those days, right? So usually after a big losing day or when we get beat up a little bit, my guys know the next day we come back and fire aggressively. 
because what just like in the stock market or the crypto world the last thing you want to do is sell at the bottom or buy at the top right exactly. so if we just got bloodbath yesterday the probability of regression is that we're going to regress back towards the mean over the next couple of days so let's keep firing right and and take advantage of that and there was a game today the red sox um red sox atlanta game 80 degree weather 15 mile per hour winds blowing out I loved the over on the game, but there was a huge weather concern where this game may get postponed in the seventh or eighth inning, right? And we were studying it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to attack this game. And I, I gave it out to your guys in the Discord too. I was like, we're going to attack this thing today. And inning props pay out immediately on all these books. So I'm like, instead of us having the fucking over ready to hit right now, it's seven to four in a rain delay in the seventh. So the over would be basically hitting. But if it gets canceled, you're fucked, right? You don't get paid. So I said, let's hit each inning individually. And we hit the first inning, second inning, third inning. Uh, we won every single inning, but the third inning, we got paid on it. It's already in our account. Whether they start the game up or not, go fuck yourself. We went five and one. We take our money and go home. So I mean, did the, did the Braves start off like on fire? Because I was in the Uber. Mm -hmm. I was in Uber, like leave my buddy's place at, like in the second inning. And they were like, it was like double saying. Yeah, it was, double. it was three, one. It was three, nothing to start. Yeah. The game. Yeah. yeah it was in Uber. I'm, I'm here in Atlanta and he, my Uber driver's going crazy. He's like, all yeah. right, we're on a roll. Finally. Yeah. Now they're getting skull fucked. It's like seven, four. <laughs> yeah, to back up what you were saying uh, about, you know, attacking the next day after a bad day, if you practice bankroll management, you are not going to be playing with scared money. So right. that's the thing. You are able to take a loss because you weren't over, lever uh, over leveraged on your loss. Right. So that is such an important um, uh, arsenal to have when you when you deal with anything in life, in, whether it's stocks, crypto, sports betting. It's Pussy. all about or poker, whatever. Bank yeah. management. Or pussy, honestly. If you get shot down five times in a row, you got to go hit on the sixth girl, right? There's nothing wrong you're due. with it. It's called being due. Yeah, you're you're due. regression. Regression is our friend. But I mean, that yeah. that's what separates. I think that's what's allowed me to stay you know, alive and thrive in this industry longer than most people. Because not only is your own personal betting difficult to stay aggressive, I think it's easy. I think people get over aggressive when they're down, right? You try to fucking fire to get that back. But when you're responsible for other people's money and your plays and your results are public, where if I lose 10 units today, it's on the fucking internet, someone's trolling it, that there's more of a tendency to like crawl into a hole. And I even get it sometimes where it's like, you know what, let's not keep firing. But the bottom line is if you're able to just trust the laws of regression and trust that you're good and you're a 60% hitter in gambling and over time, the numbers will work themselves out. If you keep firing in bad times, you will win. And we see it in the chat room. The new people who come in, when we have a bloodbath day, they're gone the next morning. And then we smash and they're not there to capitalize. So they're coming in. And then when they see we hit, they jump in after 10 in a row and double down and we regress. So the key in anything, crypto, stocks, gambling, life, is to just keep firing the same with the same ferocity, no matter what your bankroll is telling you. Just do your thing, have a plan. A goal without a plan is a wish. So just yeah, fire and, according to your plan. And I've heard about this before with, you know, like the MIT blackjack team, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they Perfect were example. really advantaged players and they had a massive bankroll and they would take these massive swings, but then they had huge the mantra, drawdowns. Yeah. But the mantra was trust the process. Yes. Okay. We know that we know the math and we know it will work, but you have to be able to survive the swings. And the only way that you survive the swings is you don't play over your bankroll. And that's what makes it difficult. That's why probably, you know, I know Howie agrees with all this and now if you do too, 
that's what makes it probably tough for old school guys like me and Howie to get too heavy into uh, crypto because I don't have that long data set to prove that I could be consistent in that game for a long period of time. And I really don't think anyone does. So no propensity to emotionally pull out and jump in when I don't know I have a 10 year track record, like I do in futures trading, oh. it scares me to the point where it's like, I'm, I'm too emotional with it. So I just fly in attack and get out. No, we had a guy on the, the, uh, we had a guy in the show, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and he was like, Look, if you look at our track record, we've crushed everybody over the past six months. And That's right off the bat, I was like, six months? Fuck is that? I was like, yeah. six months? Yeah. I'm like, if, until you say six years or <laughs> yeah. maybe even eight or 10, I can't hear that. I don't want to hear that in my ears. Yeah. And now, how long have you been doing the, the, I don't mean to keep saying how, I don't know how long have you been doing the trading and how long you've been having into it for a long time or. 20, oh, no, 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 no. What happened to me? Oh, how many years? 25 years. years. Well, I know you have how, yeah. I was, what about now? Yeah. Cause people ask me this all the time. So I'd always contributed to my 401k. I'd always contributed to my IRA, you know, and then the problem was COVID came and I started digging deep. And I was mm -hmm. like, they're not doing anything with my fucking money that right. I can't do on my own. So it, yeah. I found Wall Street bets in like February of last year. Okay. And I went down a rabbit hole. And then what I would do is I would read and I would find because Wall Street bets, they talk in, um, you know, in their own lingo. They have, and, their own, they have their own vernacular. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking up what light and the loafers delights mean. I'm looking what ODT means. And all of a sudden I find oh, I'm on Investopedia or I'm on, you know, all these crazy sites and I look up and I'd be like, well, eight hours just passed me by because there was nothing going on. Right. So I said, fuck it. I'm now no longer going to be a victim and let people, big banks manage my money and take a fee and not do anything. That's, yeah, so I mean, I started, that's when I started managing my own money. I still have a broker who right. manages my IRA but I manage all of my own trading on a day. And, and you can see, and, and that's what people need to understand that, you know, how quick, and you're a sharp guy, so obviously you're gonna have a shorter learning curve than most people will, but how quickly you could become a kind of expert on this stuff within a year, when for how many decades have you been letting other people manage your money who didn't give a flying fuck about your money? I used to train these people at my trading school. We used to have financial planners with, with you know, $100 million portfolios come in there and not even know what the fucking candlestick was. Like, they don't know fucking anything. They just get a sheet of paper, that they're told to read to their clients to tell you to buy because they got a bunch of supply that they need to dump. And, you know, the, the two and 12 rule, you know, that they're going to make 2% if you get killed and 12%. Like it, th this shit is, the game is rigged with the financial planner. So the first step of anything is to get the fucking money away from those people and into your own hands. Because if you literally just would have bought an S&P 500 ETF 10 years ago, you would have outperformed every single one of these motherfuckers in the world. 85% of them, according to Wall Street, yeah. the, the, and, the journal. Yeah. And the bottom line is that 15% is usually for larger accounts because they treat larger accounts different. Five million and up. Well. Yep, they yeah, treat the You got to be an accredited investor to get any, you got to be an accredited investor to get any kind of attention paid towards you. Yeah, you got to, they feed the minnows to the wells too. So they'll feed, if they need to, you know, balance their portfolios, they'll feed the small accounts to the big accounts in GameStop situations and so like, you better believe they're going to liquidate them first before, you know, you get out of Dodge. Yeah. And to be clear, because this people, we have so many people that keep asking me about options. Um, don't start playing options until you've practiced, maybe mm -hmm. doing a little paper trading. If you're new to the market, stick to shares. Um, no. But you don't do not start playing options for a couple of years. Yeah. You want to, 
it takes years, man. Yeah. I mean, listen, and again, anything <laughs> that, that the guys or myself talk about here, you can always, like we said, should you play parlays? 10% of your money. Sure. Should you invest your money in crypto? Sure. 10%. If you want to fuck around with 10% of your money and learn options with a small amount. So it's 10% of your play money, not 10% of your life savings. If you have, you know, $500 set aside for $5,000 set aside for crypto fund, whatever. And you want to take 500 of that 5,000 of that 50,000 and throw in on options. Yeah, that's a way to learn, but oh. you do it with fuck around money. You do it with half a percent of your overall portfolio or play money like you're talking about, but Expect yeah, don't lose it. Yeah. Option options. Options are one of those things where you don't realize what you don't know until it happens to you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I didn't know that part of the game. And now I'm fucked and I lost the piece. But it said I was only down 50% three days ago. Why is it zero? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they don't get the time value. I had a yep. it the other day to a dude that was, he was crushing it in Ford options. And I said, well, he goes, should I sell or hold it? And no, I said, he said, should I diamond hand it? Yeah, he goes, yeah. should I diamond hand it? I said, okay, uh, what do they go out to? And he's like, I got them out till next week. I go, get, sell it. I don't care if it goes sell it to yeah. right now. Sell I think right futures, now. honestly, when I was running the school, I think futures is actually an easier transition from stocks than options. I think the path should be stocks, shares to futures, where you start to learn a little bit about leverage, but it's similar to shares because you're dealing with contracts and there's no expiration. Time value, yeah. Right, you, you don't have to deal with the time factor of it. And then to, to options. So when I used to teach people, it used to be stocks, futures, currencies, options. So options was fourth. I can remember buy, uh, buying bushels of cotton. I mean, that's where I was just- like, Well, you're old enough that you actually were picking the cotton, right? Yeah, we were, we were picking the cotton. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> we, we can definitely get a few thousand for this. There's, there's no seeds in it. We got the seeds yeah. out, we're good. Um, let's, E, why don't we shift gears and uh, knock those questions out? And uh, Tommy, feel free to jump in and answer any as they come up as well. But I know it's Wednesdays are for readers. Get it. All right, first one. What does Chris do when mom's in heat? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Mom he blows patches. Okay. Time out. It's called spade. Okay. Mom doesn't get in heat anymore because she's fixed. So nice try, funny guy. Uh, chicken turkey fried fucker 38 from the disco. Ain't happening, buddy. <laughs> Not today. Um, <laughs> what's a good super coin to get invested in? E, that's all you. Yeah, Polygon, ADA, VET, like literally anything on fucking Coinbase. You can't go wrong. Um, and also get, in, get into a few of like IDOs. So me and a protocol, that's coming out soon. I'll keep you guys updated on, on, uh, on uh, any information of that. Are you guys of the same mindset that you think this might take a crypto in general, Bitcoin might take a little dive and it might be a better idea not to be buying these things heading the Memorial Day and wait for that Bitcoin drop or do you not care? A lot of people think that what's happening now after the drop is a dead cat. So um, I'm just waiting to see. Like, I personally ha always have my eyes on the market. So I like I always know if Bitcoin's dropping, pumping, whatever, um, so I can get out in time. But yeah, if you're if you're like on the edge of it, I would definitely wait it out because I think yeah. I personally think Bitcoin's going to drop a little more. I think I think we got a 42 was the number that I was looking at as the ceiling. And then we're probably going to see mid 30s to even lower than that. That makes sense. I think it'll bring the whole coin market with yeah. it like it did last time. I predicted like 28, but I was wrong. At 27. No, I'm not wrong yet. Not yet. 
Um, is SHIB worth investing in? I mean, for like intrinsic value, no. But if you're looking for something you want to hold on to for like four years and see if it could maybe end up like Doge, sure, throw away like a hundred bucks. Um, what, what's your opinion on Hex? Howie? Um, I like it. You know, it's like Cialis or Viagra. Depending on when you take it, it's either, you know, it can be good or bad. Uh, I don't know shit about it. I mean, we'll see. I, who knows? Yeah, I, mean, I, I have to admit, I am still, um, uh, I, I, it's still a wait and see for me. I see, I don't feel like it was affected as much um, on the crash as others. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a, and by the way, we have readers that swear by Hex. They are up big on Hex. Um, but I don't know if they're referring to holding Hex or staking Hex. And that is a question that I've had on my list that I do want to ask some of our readers. And then again, I have a friend who is uh, 100% in on Hex. He doesn't have anything else. No, no other crypto, no, no other holdings in equities. He's 100% in on Hex. Is he so brain again, injured? <laughs> um, I don't want to answer that question um, because he is an avid reader and he's also a neighbor. Reader okay. of what? Okay. Our fucking cartoon books? <laughs> my, point is, my point is I am still at a wait and see with Hex. Um, I need to see what, how, it, how it performs a little bit longer before I make a decision on it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm sitting with Hex. All right. Uh, here's a hypothetical. Say someone lost 5K in the stock market last year and then made back 5K this year in crypto. Do you have to pay capital gains or do losses exempt you from, or can you just write it off basically? That's a great question. And I don't know if you guys know this, but tell him to look that up because they just, they changed the law on that. And yeah, yeah. We, we, it, it's not a normal capital loss like it is stocks. It's even better. Um, a crypto loss? You can, I think it was a stock loss and a crypto gain, right? Yeah, it, that, it's like, it's even better. Like if yeah. you lose money in the crypto market, you, it's, it's almost like the, the United States government, uh, they take crypto as a physical property loss. Um, I saw that the other day. It's a totally different game. Yeah, I um, think if you lose your shirt in crypto, like the government just loads up your, um, your what do you call it, welfare card, and they're like, groceries are on us for the year. <laughs> no, you get a blowjob, you get a cat like that fucking demon-looking left eye. <laughs> that cat looks um, like he's saying. Now, nah, here's the thing, and I, I want to bring this up. Mom's not doing so hot. And she's been over grooming and the doctor's telling me I need to put her on an antidepressant. So we're going to do a bunch of studying over the weekend to test a few things out. Well, stop putting peanut butter on your dick and maybe she'll be better. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Cat scratcher. I didn't even know they had antidepressants for cats. Let me throw a quick question in. You think, the, I, I think personally within the next X amount of years, all of a sudden the IRS is going to come and start seizing motherfuckers who haven't paid taxes on crypto who think they're getting away with it. I think there's start an IRS. houses and wives. I, agree I think they're you. fucking baiting yeah. everyone to fucking go make as much money as you can, get all your money on the fucking internet. And guess what? In a few years, once you got all this fucking money, we're coming for it. Yeah. Yep. You don't get away from the IRS. That yep. third daughter that's eight years old, she's ours. Yeah. That second house, ours. That tree house, ours. Make 
Guys, so I think you the can... point of that would be to make sure to put, if you went and made like, you know, in your situation, Ev or anyone else, if you started with a thousand dollars and you got 10,000, $20,000, don't think it'd be the worst idea in the world to take a few thousand of that, get it the fuck out, throw it in a safe, throw it in something safe in the stock market. Just, just in case, just or, keep 20% of that shit there just in case they come knocking at some point. Or, or pay you can 50, change this 50, law overnight and you're going to wake up with someone at your door. Pay some capital gains. Pay like 15% yeah. capital gains. So you're like, no, look, I paid 15. Or at least have have it. just have it. Yeah. Just have it fucking liquid yeah. in case they come knocking. Yeah. I will not be surprised if we see massive crypto winners just calling themselves and declaring themselves as sovereign citizens and just building like, bunkers in the desert saying come after me motherfucker it's going to be interesting come and take it. this game okay, doesn't chris end tripoli i think you're right <laughs> all right thoughts on icpt is it worth holding or cut my losses oh that's a hot fucking i i suggested that biotech stock it's at 15 i believe because i hold it um i i, I still like it i still like it. it has not dipped actually no it's up to 17. God damn it. That thing jumped. Uh, it went from 15 to 17 in two days. No, I like it. Hold it. I think we'll be All back right. to 30. Uh, how soon is too soon to cut or to take profits? There's the, the question. Nobody knows. Now, here's the thing. When we're speaking specifically to options, I'm very firm on never being greedy. Now, here's the way I look at it. If I buy an option and I'm up within a week, 20 to 40%, I'm gone. Now, that doesn't say that once in a while, there'll be some amazing news and that thing jumps up even higher. I'm still gone. But I've held options way too many times where I'm like, fuck, I'm up 130% on the first day. It's only going to get better. And then what do I do? I hold it too long and it expires at zero. So when I play options, I first of all, I don't play uh, light and the loafers delights. I'm looking at a minimum one month to three months. Um, and again, it doesn't matter if I'm holding something for two or three months. If I'm up within a week, 40 to 50%, I'm gone. Now, with shares, it's a different story. Uh, I tend to hold longer. I've had, I've had stock 7X on me over two to three months, but I will never, ever um, be angry with anybody taking any profit uh, because I've held too long on shares too. So it is the question nobody knows how to answer. It really it's like is. like Tommy said, man, you, you take profit. <laughs> You take profits. And it's easier to sit on something, like you said, now that's a tangible, real fucking thing. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's a lot more comfortable to sit on Amazon for five years than it is to sit on a fucking meme stock with a dog on the coin. You know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like for me, that's, you know, <laughs> you, you hold, like, like we said last time, like those coins are great. They're the town whore. You know, you take them home, you fuck them, you send them home. You don't sit on those things or marry them or else you end up with your fucking, you know, boiling a rabbit on the stove. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we'll do a few more. Um, Howie, what other commodities are you bullish on besides precious metals? This guy likes oil. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been pushing oil for three months. OIH, I think it was at 160 when I started pushing it. It's up above 200. XLE, energy. Um those that's pretty much it right now um i'm not ready to go into a lot of a lot of people have been pushing copper or gold i'm not ready to go there yet because <laughs> i need to see this market retract a little bit i think we have a few months left of of upward momentum i don't know why uh we're still overbought 
but when that happens, then I'll start going into things like uh, gold, silver, uh, maybe some other commodities. But I'm not really bullish on a lot of commodities right now. Uh, I've got one I want to throw at you because the Grinch dropped it on me. Last week, he, uh, he brought up a company called UUUUU, uh, and I just dumped it in the Discord. He didn't have a chance to get me any of the due diligence on it, and the readers are begging for it. Um, the company is Energy Fuels Incorporated, and I will get all that to the readers because they've been begging for it. But as a follow-up to UUUU today, he said, Biden is going to give nuclear the same tax incentives as wind and solar. So that is the underlying thesis behind UUUUU uh, and uh, other plays that you might want to consider with this looming uh, proposition that that hasn't hasn't happened yet, but there's a lot of whisper and talk about it. Yeah, commodities are rough. I mean, they they the commodities hit once every ten years, twice every ten years. They really do. And I mean. I had somebody last week say, you know, corn, corn has, corn's gone through the roof like the last six months. Would I buy it now? Probably not. Who knows? We're probably going to have a huge batch in July and August and prices will drop. I don't know. I, I'm definitely not a commodities expert, but I have been pushing oil uh, and, and gas for the past three months and it's gone up quite a bit. Um, it'll probably still continue to go up. Speaking of that, to the reader who keeps telling me to buy uh Kellogg, sorry, never was a cornflake girl. Jesus Christ. I know, I can't believe I just said that. All right. <laughs> that was so bad. That was so bad. We might have to cut that. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. What are the time frames uh, you guys are planning to hold these long term cryptos for? Um, specifically, uh, like Bitcoin. Like I have to be legitimate, honest. legitimate coins. Yeah, le legitimate coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm Ethereum, not swing trading them. I'm not day trading them. I am trading things that have these massive moves when I catch them like Polygon, like you saw me today. But when it comes to Bitcoin and Ethereum, I'm just buying when I have some to throw at it. I can't, I honestly cannot trade the stock market and the crypto market and be effective at the same time. So that's the way I look at that stuff. Zoltan, the art of getting up, got me to buy this coin, Rena, R-E-N-E, R-E-N-A. And I bought a little bit of it and I'm going to hold it forever. I'm going to hold it until, well, at least until it does one of those hundred extras, whatever the fuck you guys call it. Well, the thing is like people who invested a thousand dollars in Matic at its pre-sale, they're millionaires now. And I bought it at pre-sale. Yeah. Yeah. So just hold on to it. Yeah, maybe a millionaire. And when, when E calls me and says, Hey, man, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, take a look at Rena. When, when I hear that phone call at three in the morning, then I'll get excited. All right. Um, a few people asking about real estate. What are your feelings on the housing market? Can prices go higher? Is it the best tangible asset? Uh, I always think it's the best tangible asset yeah. because not only does it appreciate over time, but you get value out of it if you're living in it. So that's important to me. So, um, I mean, after you get your IRA set up, if you've never invested before and you're contributing it to it, the first thing you should do is buy property. If it is possible in your neighborhood, New York City is a little bit different. I would much rather rent in New York City because even if I bought the fucking apartment in New York City, I'm going to pay $2,500 a month in maintenance. 
So for me, property should be the second thing you look up and chase after you set up your retirement account. That's a good point, man. And, uh, and right now it's a weird time. Uh, it's the first time in a decade where the, uh, supply is, is goddamn short, man. I mean, if you own a house yep. right now and you want to sell it, you, you can sell it for pretty much anything you want. Uh, I mean, my, my, mom, my mom put her house up uh, a week ago, got like in the day it was gone. Yeah. And, and, and if she probably could have sat back and be like, all right, let's bring on some new bidders, man. I 100%. mean, it's tough to buy a house right now um, because there's uh there's no there's not a lot of supply there's a ton of demand um it's just and the interest time. rates are still low too if, yeah, if you great, look at it's places a great time to own a house right now it absolutely is or yeah account. i mean if you look at places like uh denver's a place that i'm actually going to be purchasing something soon they're they're putting offers up on houses that aren't even for sale out in those places like these people don't even have their houses up for sale and they're getting fucking bids and offers on them like it's there's yeah. nothing i mean this is it's like the wild west yeah, there's a lot of lot of opportunity there, and at least you fucking own something. It's tangible, you know. That's true. That's true. Absolutely, no doubt. All right, we got two more. One is, can I buy shit coins on Coinbase? Uh, no, you cannot. Can what I is the definition of a shit coin? Nevin? What is it technically a shit like, coin? Nothing. Something that has like no use. Is there is there a market cap dollar? Here's number the or? thing. No, no, there isn't. But it's technically something that's not offered on a major exchange. Oh. And is usually uh, titled after a body part or bodily fluid. That's <laughs> I, I thought a shit really coin good. was all the shit that Evan fucking just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chris, according to you, a shit coin was you had to start off, you had to get on Grinder, then you had to go to the zoo and find a dog to lick your ass, then you had to go buy some licorice from an old lady on the corner. Isn't that how it starts? So you're in a blackout again, and you're talking. <laughs> No, you cannot trade shit coins on Coinbase. If you, if you that's basically what it is, right? If it's not on Coinbase, then it yeah, would be a Coinbase, Binance, any of that stuff. But like, right. it's weird though, because ultimately some of these coins do end up being on Coinbase and Binance, but now they're right. all caught up in the they're shit, not shit coins anymore. Right? Shit of the yeah. actual shit coins. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough time for the actual coins that may end up on Coinbase at some point. Roger. Uh, last one. What about our old stocks? ZKIN, GMBL, USAT, AFA, ICPT. Yeah, I, I will address that because I have a lot of people calling, uh, asking about that. I am still holding GMBL W warrants. Um, they just had an acquisition. They bought somebody out. I haven't had a chance to look it up yet, um, but that's also a play I'm following with somebody uh, with uh, the Grinch. So if that changes, I will let you know. Zekin, I did dump. And I dumped it last week because I was down to that point where I'm saying, I can't make, let this get any worse. And that's usually to me somewhere around 35%. Sometimes I'll let it go to 40%, but I will not be that guy that's holding two, two months later saying I'm down 80%. This is going to come back. You got to know when to cut your losers. I give them a little bit more leash than I probably should. But when it comes to Zekin, I sold on the China news. I really hit the panic button when I said, okay, China's completely out of crypto. Well, what is Zinkin? It's a fucking pipe fitting company that's starting their own crypto ETF. This is not going to be good for anybody outside looking in at this stock. So I did take a loss on that. Um, what was the other one, E? Uh, Roblox. Roblox I bought for a quick jump. 
uh, a smash and grab. It didn't happen. I sold for uh, 0.5% loss. GMBL. Holding long. USAT. Holding long. It's now CTLP, by the way, Cantaloupe. Still holding. I think it's it's got tons of legs. And the uh, last one was Afria, now Tilray. I'm still holding that. I think the I weed dumped. market, the weed market, could be huge. I dumped it. I was looking for a bump on the merger. It didn't happen. I know I sold for a loss somewhere around 30 percent. All right, that's all they listed. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Tommy? You got any games you like coming up, or do you want? To- I actually, so it looks like we're going to catch the two biggest bets of the day with the Rays and the Jazz, and the Rays and the Seventy Sixers, and those. So that's a good thing. And those ending props, probably if this Boston game gets canceled, they'll wipe out all the total bases. But it'll be a good day from that perspective. I have. Uh, I mean, listen, you guys know I'm not the fucking crypto expert, but I came on here and my Virgin show, and I dropped Cardano on you, which oh which yeah, eighty eight. That's why from- I bought. All right now everyone not you guys but now all over the internet everyone's a cardano cardano is the long all right remember who said it first i'm gonna give you something right now um keep in mind i'm not evan or any of you guys with the information but i have people who have the information as to how he knows when you work down on uh, broadway down there or anything it's who you know not what you know um i have some information coming to me on Superbid, um which I am fairly certain that we have about, uh, I would say, two to three major global announcements coming up um, for this, which uh, I have some information on. And it's sitting at about $5 right now. It's pumping at $5. I'm going to jump out on a limb here and actually give a time frame on this and say that this thing doubles. And you know I'm bearish on Bitcoin right now, so I'm not the person to be buying too much crypto. But I think this thing can double in the next two to three weeks. So uh, I think... I think you see $10 on super bid by the end of June, I'll say to play it safe, but I think you're going to see a pop here and all of a sudden something's going to come out in about a week or so. And you're going to be that dude told us. So cash daddy special for you. One other quick thing, because I know people are talking about BCRX. I'm still holding long on BCRX as well. And Finvi. Um, Okay, sweet. Well, um, Howie, um, it was nice for you to check in um, from the road. Um, grab me one of those uh, hotel uh, bathrobes. Yeah, you can have them. You can have my boxers. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I've got your swimming trunks here. You left them in Arizona, so I'll buy your boxers from you. They're in. They're in the <laughs> guest room, Don't and they're ready. Them. They will be ready for you when you arrive. I'm uh, I want you to jog around the block first before you. <laughs> the want that uh, grundle juice? Thanks for dropping in that play, and always, readers. Don't forget subsection on cash daddies uh, what is it called tommy section because i told Zoltan, uh stay cashing with tommy g i don't think it's called Sweet. that right now i think they changed it i don't know i mean i'm in it? there all all the time i should okay. fucking know um and- i don't uh it is stay cashing with tommy g yeah okay. yeah Sweet. and then it's general sports under that okay. and weekly picks so- yeah, and let us know if you have any success playing Tommy's uh, picks because we'd like to hear that too. Like I said, I need to get a to, oh, turn on my MyBookie uh, uh, account and start playing. I think I got like 300 bucks in there. So looking forward to it. Thanks for thanks for joining us again, Tommy. Appreciate it, guys. Look to be uh, on here with you guys a lot more. It was a lot of Can't, fun. And uh, we got some to. big things coming around with all of us. Uh, Yo, we got to hook up in Jersey City. I'll come well, over. Let me know. Let me know. I, I just jerk off and, and bet on sports. So I'm free. Uh, all I will. I'll come over before, to that. That yeah. train drops you right off at that uh, sports bar right there. Before we leave, Tommy, gun to your head. You have one hand to play for your life. Are you sitting down? Back around. God damn it. <laughs>
Yeah, uh, go look at the casino. Boy. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we really should cut that uh, uh, corn flake Tori Amos reference out of no, the show. Leave it all. Okay. Leave all it right, all. Little League, take us out. Neff. Boston and seven. Cash Daddy.